Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Okay, four times a charm. It's a new thing now, guys. Haven't you heard? Four times a charm now. Guys, what's up? How you doing? Great to hear you or great for you to hear me. I don't know how that works in podcast land, but nice to see each other again. That doesn't work, Amy. Okay, we'll go from the top, you guys. We'll do the four hellos. Hello, 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 hello. I'm glad we're connecting again. All right. Is that the vibe that we're doing right now? Okay, so we're here. We're committed. We've got like a good errand in front of us. Why do I keep thinking like people are doing errands while they're listening to podcasts? Me, okay, I'm usually doing laundry when I'm listening to podcasts and or just bebopping around the house. So this is the longest in the world of wonderfully made podcast intro. So let's get going. All right, guys, here we go. Okay, you guys, I have a question for you. Now, this is not going to sound like the typical rah-rah, shushkumba. <laughs> rah-rah, shushkumba. Yeah, that's what we're doing. It's not going to sound like that. And it's not going to be our typical, like, do all the things, you know, like that kind of pump up crowd. It's going to be kind of a real, like, let's get real talk. And I feel kind of silly to talk about that because that reminds me of like, you know, those shows where you're sitting around like a table, like a reality show or something like that. It's not like that either. So <laughs> it's just kind of like something I've been thinking about lately in the last couple of days and a couple of weeks. And in my own experience, I've been thinking about something like this. So, okay, here's the question, guys. This is the question. Have you ever had the fear of missing out? And I feel like we can all say, yeah, I've had like a fear of missing out. But then what does that next moment feel like? Where does it lead you to? Do you automatically recognize what you're feeling and fearing? And do you make a U-turn or do you modify that? How do you, you know, supplement that into something else and something great and wonderful? So that's my question. So the question is, have you ever had the fear of missing out? And a lot of people will call it like, we have FOMO, you know? So I want to do this with you so I don't have FOMO and see you doing it without me. And I want to do that. I want to engage it. And yes, that is my middle name, I feel like, you know? Like I want to do things. I want to be included. I want to be able to just enjoy things with people and friends or just myself like you know by a certain time I want to be able to do this for myself so I have that FOMO that if I don't do that then I'm going to be fearful of what that is or feel disappointed or neglected in my own movement so have you guys ever felt that okay so that's my question have you guys ever felt that and then what do you do now, I know in the last like month or so or even probably more than that we have talked about so many great events, activities, ways to engage, fun ideas. This is what's happening, yada, yada, yada. That's all true and that all has their value and that all has their place. And all those feelings are accurate and great. But on the flip side, there's also that balance of when you have a moment and if you're like me when you're a go-goer, and you have like a moment or a couple of days or a week of just like chill. Nothing's heavy on the calendar. Nothing's like really heavy grabbing for your attention. But you have that like almost like that downfall of adrenaline, <laughs> you know, like when you're going, you're in a summer mode, you're just popping to the beach, you're doing this, you're doing that. And then you're not doing something all of a sudden. Where are you? What's your mental state? Like, do you enjoy that? Do you look forward to that? Or does it mess with your mind? 
See, for me, it, it can do both things. Like for me, it messes with my mind a little bit because that's not what I'm normally programmed to do. I'm normally programmed to go give, be involved, start up, connect with other people and just like organize and go and do it and have fun and like, yeah, and enjoy it. Yeah, this is the moment. So that's how I'm wired. But I'm also trying to look forward to the rest time. I'm looking forward to a couple days off or I'm looking forward to just chilling at the house. You know, I enjoy just the house movement of, you know, getting things in order and just being with my family and maybe having a super chill night, you know? So I look forward to those days as well. But the part that gets me tripped up in the middle of that, where you're not just looking forward to the day and you're on like a total adrenaline kick, like of doing things, there's this gray area for me a little bit where it's a moment of stillness. It's a moment of not as much movement or demand, but I have a sense and a feeling and I see it, other things going on around me. I'm like torn. I'm jarred between like, do I do it and just engage and keep going? Or do I just retreat and know that it's okay. This is okay where I'm at to just chill out a little bit and be confident in that decision. And I think that's where I have like the issue of it. Like I don't feel confident in my decision in resting. While I have head knowledge of it and I know it's good for me, I know it'll help give more creativity down the road. I know it'll help me just relax my brain and it's a good rhythm for me to have, but I don't have confidence in my heart to know that that's what I really want to do. So I'm torn within myself and I hope that makes sense and it doesn't sound like a lunatic, <laughs> but I'm really torn between myself as to what to do in that moment. And so for me, all these kind of false imaginations start popping into my head and it'll be just like click click, click of, okay, they didn't invite you. They didn't do that. Were you on that text? Or why didn't you follow up and take her to lunch? Or why don't you follow up and do this with them? And all these kind of things will just kind of like scoreboard me in my head. And I'll start to just really want to retreat and isolate because when I haven't fulfilled my obligation in connecting with other people, or I have an expectation of them seeking me out and they haven't done that either. And so I will want to retreat and isolate. And that's not healthy either. What's a good alternative when I start to feel like this? What should I do? Because it's not right for me to live in that space. It's not right for me to continue to think upon that for myself or for others because I'm doing them no justice in thinking of them in that spot in that way. And I need to change my mindset because that's not healthy either. And so I was looking up that definition of isolation because that's kind of what I want to do when it comes to something like that. And the definition of that is occurring alone or once to retreat like that, to occurring alone. And when I had read that definition, to me, that made me so super sad because <laughs> this is where I live, people. I want to do nothing alone. <laughs> you know, I want to do it with people and I want friendships and I want connections and I want to seek people out in that way. So when I read that, I was like, oh, no, 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 Amy, you don't want to do that. That's not you. That's not occurring alone. Oh, cry me a river. That sounds so sad. So I don't want to do that. So I think one thing I really need to have mindful is this definition in my mind. So when I feel like I want to do this, to not do that because that's not who I am. Now, that's not to say that's right <laughs> all the time, you know, like I should have a better balance of that. 
but I don't want to do those things alone. You know, we crave fellowship and connection, but at the same time, to do that, to not isolate means to connect then for me and to engage and continue on. But for me, when I'm in that spot, I'm like, that's work. (laughs) And I'm not in a good space to now we're doing more work when I just should be resting, you know? So that's where I tarry between my heart and my mind as to what should I do. And so then I was thinking, okay, what's the good and bad connecting with others? Okay. And you might think, where is Amy and what has she done? (laughs) Like, what is going on? I do not hear confetti going off in the background. Where is the like parade anthem? Like, I don't hear it going on. What's going on? Okay, this is real. This is real, Amy, that there is a balance of stuff. And then I have to kind of go through something. I talk myself through it. I seek the Lord in a million ways plus one in helping my mind stay spiritually mature in on the straight and narrow. So this is my pump up talk to me, but I'm doing it out loud to you guys. Okay. So you're welcome. (laughs) Okay. So then I kind of go through this list as to what is the good and bad of connecting in with others and doing that. And so I was thinking, okay, what's the good in doing that? So obviously fellowship, we are made to connect with each other. If you see the verse, when you go to Proverbs 18, 24, when it says a man that has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Obviously, I think that's one that we all know as a popular verse when it comes to, you know, having friends and showing yourself friendly, that you must show yourself friendly. And so, okay, that's the command. I need to do that and not isolate and retreat. Okay, Amy. Um, Another thing that's good when you connect with other people is having that friendship, having somebody when you are weak or when you're down or you need help or you need someone just to grab some lunch with. Let me talk this through. Let me laugh with you. Let me share some memories with you. That is something that you can't pay for. That's something that you can't put a price tag on is having somebody to do that alongside of you. Now, whether that's somebody you just kind of met last year or someone you've had years of friendship with, both those are valuable. And both of those you need, you need that newness and the more mature friendships. You need both of those. And so that's something that is a benefit to me when I want to, no, I'm cool. I'm chill. I got seven friends. I'm good. You know, I need to not isolate and control it. And so that's something also I have to think about But on the same time, on the same list, you guys, of course, we have a bad part. Like, why is it hard? Because it's hard to connect with people, especially when you're older. I mean, good golly. (laughs) It sounds so much easier when you're on a playground and you just have swings, you know, between you. You're like, hey, do you like McDonald's fries? Yeah, I do too. All right, we're besties. You know, like that's how it rolls when you're seven. But when you're in your 40s, it's harder to connect with somebody, especially if you both have families and lives and jobs and, you know, different responsibilities. It's hard to set that time aside and continue to connect as a friend or just start that initial friendship. That's hard to do. You know, one thing that makes it hard is time. You know, their schedule's funny. Your schedule's funny. Things just never jive up. And, you know, you're just texting here and there. And so you don't have that time with each other. And I'm talking face-to-face time. Face-to-face time is so different than texting time. And I'm sure you guys can relate to that. When you're with somebody and you can see, you know, their face while they're telling a story and you're laughing together, you can hear them laugh and not just the LOL. Like hearing someone laugh like, good night. That makes me laugh, you know, or just, you know, being able to sense the tone, the change of the tone in the conversation and being able to relate face to face is so much different than just a couple texts here and there. And that's something that makes it harder for us, especially as an adult, to connect with each other. Another thing is maybe you don't want to be as transparent of who you are. You know, it's very hard for people to 
one, want to have the desire to connect with somebody and two, to have that snowball into you sharing your feelings or sharing how you believe in a certain thing or sharing who you are and what's your value, what's your standard, how you do things because you're afraid of, you know, how it's going to be received, how they will look upon you or, man, I thought you had it all together and I realized you kind of don't. <laughs> Newsflash, nobody has it together and however you think somebody is, they ain't got it together, okay? They do not have it together and I'm speaking of present people included, okay? They do not have it together, Okay, so I think we all need to just start off at a ground zero and that zero base is like, okay, you don't have it together. I don't have it together. We're just going to try and have a couple laughs along the road and hopefully we can get along. That's the pressure it should be at and not the pressure of like, okay, so if they come over, this is what we're doing, guys. This is the page that we're all on. Wink, wink, you know, like that can only last for so long. And so I think if we start at a literal ground zero of like, this is what we should expect from each other and keep it super basic. But that's a hard part when it comes to transparency. Another part is having the idea of what your relationship is in reality in your mind as well. Match that. And what, okay, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> but what I mean by that is like, okay, so we just met, you know, six months ago as friends. Okay. And I'm talking about friendship levels. I'm not talking about like spouse or dating and stuff like that. I'm just talking about like, you know, friendships. We've known each other six months. Now I'm not going to expect you to invite me to your sister's wedding. You know, we need to have the appropriate expectations of friendships. And when we go too fast in a hurry and we get real close, I think our expectations and our boundaries get super blurred. And so that leads to hurt feelings. That leads to like FOMO because you're not in all their business all the time. And so we need to have a realistic expectation as to who they are, what they're doing, what their life pattern is right now, what your life pattern is, what you're going through, your schedule, their schedule, time, all these different things and have a realistic view as to like, okay, we can't hang out every day or we really can't even hang out once a week. So if we get together once a month, that's a win for me. And I'm glad that you have other people that you can hang out with. And I'm glad I have other people I can hang out with. And it's a good jive and we can keep a good cycle. You can hang out with this person once a month, this person twice a week, this person twice a month. So you have like those different friendships that you hang out with more intimately and then those that are a little more sporadic in your time. But you need to know that and not just feel that when you feel that they're with someone else or they're doing something else. Or man, I think I'm in that level. I should have kind of invited into that group like this and that. I was talking to a couple of friends of mine and they constantly feel this. <laughs> Just how they view their friendships, they expect to be involved in everything and they expect to have that invitation to everything. And so that gets super icky, okay? Super icky because we're all not the same friendships. You know, we all don't have the same friendships. We don't all have the same desires. And, you know, maybe you have a desire to be a friend with somebody that they ain't feeling you like you think they're feeling you, you know, and you're just not there yet. And so that led us to the conversation of like, okay, well, who do you invite? You're having a birthday party and you're going to a nice restaurant. You're not going to Chili's. You're going somewhere a little nicer, you know, and you want to like invite maybe five couples. Okay. So that five couples is probably going to fill up pretty quick. You know, and so it's like you always have that thing of like, okay, well, I didn't get to invite them, you know, and you're having this guilt over who you're not inviting versus like enjoying who you have invited. And I know we have different parties and different things and circumstances that 
make it a broader scope of people you can invite. And then that narrow scope of invitation is where we get like super amped up in our mind. We get super amped. It's like, well, I didn't get to invite them and they're going to know it. They're going to know it. They're going to know in about 45 minutes when this is all over that they didn't come and they didn't get the text and they're going to talk to me. Like I think we and I spend so much of that time in that thought right there, that wheelhouse of thought that we're taking out the thought of like these people that I am with, I enjoy and I love being with them and it comes easy and it's not work and there's nothing more that I want to do is just relax and be with them and not have that guilt of who's not here and what they're going to think and what they're going to do and they're going to see this picture or they're going to do this and they're going to talk to me. Good night. If that person was doing such and such, then that's probably a shortcut to say we ain't going to be that close of friends. <laughs> you know, like it's a shortcut to be like, OK, you're not getting invited ever to my sister's wedding. <laughs> you know, like you're just not there. So if you feel that way towards someone and I'm saying this to myself, I'm talking this through to myself. If I'm feeling this way towards somebody then I need to also recognize that they're not meant to be in that close circle. They're not meant to be here and they're not meant to get the close Amy and for me to share my feelings in a very transparent way. They're not going to get that because it's fleeting for them. It's very temporal. It's very, what are you doing for me? It's how are we doing this together and how does my life affect yours? And it's not like that. It shouldn't be like that. And so it should come easy. But that fear will trip us up in so many ways. Like, I don't know if I want to just proclaim this as my life first because when I'm 41, but I should already have like a hundred life verses by now. But it's 2 Timothy 1, 7, where it says, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Okay. So I should not have that fear when it comes to what am I doing? Who am I doing it with? Did I invite? They're going to see me. What are they going to say to me? I should have a power of love and of sound mind. Now I don't have a sound mind when I'm trolling into this feeling when I'm like escalating and the tornado is brewing. I don't have a sound mind when it comes to something like this, nor do I have a sound mind when it comes to that slow period and like rest period. And this is okay, Amy. It's okay. The slowness is good. I know you looked forward to this, so enjoy it. Have that power, that love, that sound mind here in this moment. And that's where I toggle between you guys. And I'm just being like super transparent in a very vulnerable way. So I'm just trying to be super transparent in it. And hey, Maybe I get to the end of this episode and realize maybe it's just me, okay? And you skip forward and you realize this ain't for you and maybe it's just me. And that's okay because I have a lot of weird quirky thoughts. And so I'll just chalk it up to this is part of one. But I don't think I'm so off the target. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm so far away from you that you never had these thoughts either. So I think if you don't think that you have these thoughts, then you haven't explored that enough. You haven't explored, you know, who your friends are, what your motives are, who you're surrounding yourself with, because that's work too. To really work at your friendships, you have to really work at who they are and how do they affect you? How do they bring this out of you? Are you taking on traits, good traits and bad traits like them? You know, how are they really affecting your life? And so if you're not in that spot, then you probably haven't done that either. You haven't evaluated who your friends are and, and how they make you feel and, you know, how you feel towards them. How do you feel towards them if they didn't ask you to dinner? You know, are you still their friends? Are you going to like hold a thing with them? Are you going to say anything? Like, is it worth it to say anything? Like, you know, all those thoughts. If you've never thought that, then I don't know who you are. <laughs> so I'm sure everyone has. So I know I'm not like super off the mark on this. So you know what I mean? I 
hope you know my heart. I don't want to come off as a Debbie Downer. We're all real. We all have like our good days and bad days. And this is not a bad day. It's just like, let's talk about how all this affects and how, you know, the other side of the window, the other side of the picture, the other side of all that and how that looks. And so, you know, you guys, I know you're with me. I know you understand it. But the bottom line is, and for me, because this is how I have to talk myself through it, is if I want friends, which I don't want to feel isolated, which is being alone, occurring alone, if I don't want to do that, I need to have friends. In order to have friends, I must show myself friendly. And that's it. Period. Stop there. Don't, okay, we'll critique or analyze or wish or have an expectation or a desire or this. If that's something you have an issue with, then you probably have a confrontation issue also. Like you're not saying what you really want or how you feel or how this is or how this makes you feel or you're even afraid to do that because you think the friendship won't last the conversation and so that's another issue also the confrontation of it and whether you think the friendship will stand it is a whole other episode but I know that I need to show myself friendly okay and I don't want the fear of like a bad day with a friend or a bad week or just kind of a rough patch stop me in showing myself friendly I have plenty of friends I have new friends I have middle friends. I have older friends. I have a good scope of stuff that'll keep me busy. I have enough to keep me invested in. I have enough to encourage me. I have enough to pour into them. I have enough to be flexible in what they want and what they can do. So I should just rest in that and not get tripped up in the pictures, not get tripped up in whatever, not get tripped up in a neglect or having a misconceived notion or expectation that they didn't even know that I had an expectation of them, you know? So I think that's probably the part of it too. You have an expectation of your friendship and they didn't even know that. They didn't even recognize there was an expectation. So here we are. Okay. So we're going to show ourselves friendly. Okay. We're going to connect with others and know that this is a good connection. There's value in this. I need to do this. And to know that there is nothing better when you have that friendship. It always comes in handy, okay? It doesn't only come in handy when you need something. It doesn't only come in handy when you're in a jam or you're in a pickle. It comes in handy all the time. And know that having the friendship, either on text or in connection or road trips or however it comes out, however you have that friendship is just perfect. It's just right. And if it's something you want more of or something you need to say or speak into it, then do that. That's okay. You need to have the confidence. You need to have that power, love, and sound mind in those things, that sound mind in your relationship, those sound mind in the text, the sound mind in your internal thoughts, because that's where the warfare is, you know, then it gets tripped up and takes another step up and levels up big time, you know, I know about that life. Okay. <laughs> so I hope this helps. Okay. We're going to have good friendships. We're going to have solid friendships. We're going to invest in each other, continually to pray for each other, praying for your friends and praying for your relationships or your relationships to come or new friendships. That's where it's at too. That's where the growth happens too, because that's where your heart is softened. That's where your heart continually stays connected with them. That's where you have that sound mind in them, that power, that love. That's something that if I'm feeling that, that jarringness and where do I go? And I need to just pray it out and speak to the Lord and have him guide me in my thoughts because my thoughts are not correct. My thoughts are leading me astray. So that's something that has been a help to me. And all of that and all the good times and the bad times. But bottom line, you guys, friends are wonderful. 
friends are the biggest blessing in your life that you just didn't know was there. You know, it's nothing you foresaw when you were younger that, man, my friends are just going to be a great blessing, but they really and truly are. And those friendships and the time that you invested with them, the memories that you have with them, man, there's not a price tag you can put on anything like that. And so they are super cherishable. They are super valuable. And that's why it's so important to continually nourish them and water them and keep them healthy. So that was my reminder to me. Okay. Okay, you guys now you know I don't know who you are but if you are the somebody out there that this pertains nothing to stay tuned for next week okay because <laughs> I'm sure you'll like me next week okay <laughs> all right you guys have a wonderful day have a wonderful week and meet up with a friend have some coffee do some fun things make a memory all right we'll talk to you guys later bye 